You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Gentlemen, start your engine! Triangle Tire, Tires for Life presents Dave's Corner Garage. The following is a paid program. Opinions expressed can sometimes be accompanied by hand gestures, which your sister may find offensive, but you think are hilarious. There's one in every family. Buckle in, everyone. It's time to get this show on the road. Time for Dave's Corner Garage, your Saturday morning joyride on Zoomer Radio. Got a car query? Call now, 416-360-0740 or toll free at 1-866-740-4740. Good morning, everybody. My name is Alan G. And sitting beside me is Brian Max, a guy who likes to drive fast. And he likes three pedals. Preferably then two. Yeah, save the manuals. It's Save the Manuals Saturday. And as a matter of fact, if you stick around, we'll tell you how you can support the uh, Save the Manual Fund. There is actually T-shirts available that will uh, put money in Brian's pocket. Oh, oh sorry, in the fund's pocket. Well, it, it all, go, all goes to my pocket, <laughs> and, I, and I love it. Now, here's a quick question, though. Cars go real fast, especially electric cars. I don't think any of them got a clutch. You know what? They're doing it in the in the uh, aftermarket. Some some people are building manual transmission EVs. Ah, yes, but no manufacturer. You can't buy a brand new electric manual. That's for sure. It reminds me of that Field of Dreams. You know, uh, build it and they will come. That's right. Or bring it and we'll change it. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, we have our friend from Crown, Trevor Hutchison. How are you, Trevor? I am doing really well, Alan. Nice to see you and Brian this morning. Thank Beautiful you. morning here and. It, downtown Toronto? It absolutely is. You know, it's about 27, or it will be about 27 degrees, and uh, a great day to take your car for a run. And uh, if you got nothing to do, and you're welcome to go to a Crown Rust Protection Center today, aren't you? Uh, you sure are. Uh, the, the challenge you may have is that uh, we ran an incredible spring promo that helped people get their vehicles cleaned up and, and ready and everything. And it was so successful that we were booked up for weeks. But now it's kind of, you know, mitigating out, and uh, you should have no problem getting into the center of your choice uh, just about any time you want right now. That's great. And it's important to have cars sprayed. Um, I see the result of lack of spray, lack of use. And, oh, um, I just saw something else. But uh, (laughs) hang on. I've got to pay attention here. This is uh, Dave's Corner Garage, of course. We're going to have also Cliff Fraser uh, from the Collector Car Show. Um, They're having it in Yorkville tomorrow. Tomorrow morning, bright and early. Mm -hmm. So uh, Cliff's here. He's with Collecting Cars, their uh, online collecting uh, collector car auction platform. And uh, it's a they've got a they got a neat business model there as well. But tomorrow is all about the car show and cool cars in Yorkville. And 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 that's specifically what the site about is all about. It's not a place where you go to put your granny's car after granny's gone underground. That's right. It's got to be a, a special kind of car that uh, enthusiasts are interested in. That's for sure. Well, it's special to us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you're, you know, your 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 five thousand kilometer uh, Buick LeSabre is not the kind of car they're looking for on that site. Exactly. Where are you going to find a Corolla with two thousand kilometers on it? That's you right. Know? That's that's a collector car right there. And it's got a plastic uh, flower on the antenna. Remember those? So you can find them in the parking lot. Maybe some curb feelers. <laughs> <laughs> well, for sure, curb rash. You know, I. 
Uh, love my mother-in-law. She's been gone for many years, but she always wore out the sidewall of the tire way before the tread portion. And I'd have to explain to her that, no, 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 you're supposed to drive on this part of the tire, not on this side. And she told me a couple times that, well, she wasn't happy with my answer. But <laughs> anyways, that's about it. So we're going to take a break. I think I've got it all summed up. And we're Brian and myself are going to be back. Of course, the big topic of the conversation has been the price of gas. Which is, uh, it, I don't know if it's giving you gas. And it's not giving me gas. Give me a it's headache. giving me a little bit of a headache. There you go. Yeah. We're going to have some tips to teach you how to perhaps save some money and uh, not burn that gas. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back. Oh, my God. It's over $2, I'm told. I, I You know what? I just went to the Timmy's this morning. I didn't even look at the gas pump. I just said I'm going to get my coffee and my English muffin, and I'm going to bypass gas because I bought it the other day. Yeah, I didn't even look. I, I filled up my wife's car yesterday mm-hmm. after walking the dog, and I just didn't even look. What kind of car she got? Uh, a, uh, a, a Civic Si. Ah, okay. Now, the Si means it's a special... Uh, does it need special gas? It sure, it sure does, but this is the thing. It's a premium recommended car. Okay, so let, let's, let's just go over that quickly. You know, I did get an email from a listener, and they had a BMW, uh, or they have a BMW and a high-performance model, I guess. I think everybody has BMW. think it's a high-performance model. But they wanted to know what could they do because they were told you always have to run on premium gas. And, and let's keep in mind now there is a super, super one, which is super, super expensive that nobody needs. <laughs> that, that's right. Okay, nobody needs. Uh, I, I, I watch the thing on TV where they're, they're catching all these guys at the oil company go, well, it's a little bit better, you know. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yes, if you uh, if you were Thurston Howell III and you didn't care, right? That's right. right. Or you've got a really, really special high-performance car. Right. That, that's about it. But most cars are, uh, they, you know, they if they say premium recommended, this is a different story. So, Al, what, what was the detail of that, that email? Well, basically they wanted to know if they could save money by using a less than you know, vigorous quantity of gas or, or quality. Right. So my, my bot here, here, here's my, me in a nutshell. Uh, I said, first of all, I start off by saying, if your car is under warranty, um, I suggest you stick with whatever the owner's manual said, mm-hmm. because manufacturers are always looking for some kind of excuse to not pay for a warranty claim. And, and in theory, not so much nowadays, Brian, but remember in the olden days, if you had a car that didn't have a, it probably didn't even have a computer, let alone a robust one. Mm-hmm. If you used the wrong gas, your car used to ping, right? That's right. I, I, you know, I'm I'm old enough to remember having cars like that, and they did. And even Trevor, who's who's only a car, you know, not to rust guy, he was even nodding like I remember that, eh? <laughs> yeah. uh, so what did you have to do, Trevor, if your car was making noise like that? <laughs> you, you recall? No. Okay, <laughs> here's today's lesson. I, because I was, I was, I think I was young enough where I just tried to turn the radio up and uh, didn't, didn't actually hear it. Oh well, that's that goes on today as well. That, that's that's not something new. That's true. Yeah, in fact, we have so much more horsepower and behind the radio that you can crank the crank the stuff out of it. Uh, well, what you did was you had to adjust the timing. You had to retard the timing slightly to get rid of that knocking noise. The knocking noise was pre detonation. But now, Brian, you know what? How does your timing get adjusted? It's all done by the uh, the engine computer, absolutely. And and you know, here's the thing: my I learned this week my my test car this week is is the 
brand new Toyota Supra with mm-hmm. a, the big three liter turbocharged motor. It yep. makes almost 400 horsepower. Uh-huh. And it's also a premium recommended car. And now the Supra, everybody knows it's got a BMW engine and, and, and that sort of thing, but BMW does great engines and they do great tuning. So if you happen to put 89 or 87 octane in the thing, mm-hmm. what it'll do is it'll back off the timing and it, you'll lose, I don't know, five horsepower maybe, and it'll still run perfectly fine. Exactly. It has a thing in the engine called a knock sensor, and mm-hmm. it's looking for that pre-detonation, which is what that knock is. Uh, that's what what it is, is the fi- the gasoline firing before it actually gets the spark, almost how a diesel works. Mm-hmm. But you don't want your gas car <laughs> to run like a diesel engine. <laughs> no. and, and so it can adjust it, because years ago I had a Maxima, and the same kind of thing where it's suggested premium, and I thought, I'm a cheap guy. I'm going to try the regular stuff. And by the time I got home, the smell of sulfur and the noise was terrible. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so you, you have to abide by it. So, again, you know, and if you can't find the owner's manual, you don't have time to read it, most of the time it says on the gas door. When you open up the gas door, it'll tell you which premium or which level of octane you need. Um, and, and as you say, most, most cars will run totally fine on regular gas. Absolutely. And, and you know, in the old days, there used to be difference um, across the grades, like, the, you know, the, the, the upper grades, the, yeah. the, the high-octane fuel would have extra detergents in it or whatever. That's not the case anymore. I think they still try to tell you, though. I mean, I, I had a guy the other day, and I couldn't believe it. He's, his question to me was, you know, on his dashboard, it's all electronic now, and it's telling me how many liters I'm using of fuel – uh, per 100 kilometers that I've driven. And uh, and we're trying to look at different reasons why this is, I don't have the car there, I'm just answering an email and checking his history. And I see that, in fact, the car had been in recently for service. Uh, it's a late model car, so, for example, it's got tire pressure sensors. Can you explain quickly why tire pressure make a difference? Absolutely. I mean, if, if your tire pressures are down, you've got more rolling resistance. Right, and you're going to use more gas. Absolutely. Right, so that's why if you've got an older car, it's important that you check tire pressures. And in fact, if you'd like, you can bump them up over what the recommended pressure is. Uh, that's free, okay? It, it, well, free, free from, a, from a short-term standpoint. Right, right, right. And, but the downside is what? You're going to wear out the center of the tire over the long term. Correct, correct. And, and those crazy people who were called hypermilers. Yes. Which we haven't heard from recently, though. I, you know, but a couple of years ago, that was a big deal. Hypermilers were these crazy people who were fixated on getting that extra kilometer of uh, mileage out of their vehicle. And they would do all kinds of crazy things besides drafting. Well, they would they would change the aerodynamics of the car. They would seal they would seal all the body seams and cover the wheel wells and all kinds of crazy stuff. And of course, pump up their tires. Yes, and uh, and and the downside of that as well is that you're going to get a horrible ride because you're making them hard as a rock, eh? Oh, so yeah. the tires are not going to accept any kind of uh, uh, degradation on the road, like pothole, like we got lots of them. Mm-hmm. At any rate, um, after the break, we're going to talk about why this is a great time of year to get your car sprayed. And uh, i got a picture of my phone, Trevor. I have to show you. It, th- this is what a car looks like when it's been sitting around not being used for way longer than it should have been. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be back with Trevor from Crown right after this break. A lot of people may think that uh, if you don't use it, it's not a big deal, and I don't have to take care of it because I'm not I, I, I'm not using it. However, cars are meant to be driven, not just simply parked in their driveway. Correct? Oops, we got there. We go. 
Yeah, absolutely. You, you think about, um, you know, those that uh, have, say, classic cars that like to store over the winter, for instance, that leave them in their, you know, in their garage. or have Yeah, yeah, a- yeah. Let's clarify how they store them. Well. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's important. It doesn't mean just... You know, putting the horse away hot, or you know, like taking the keys out and going away. Yeah, that that is some of the some of the biggest problems that we see is is vehicles that are not driven enough, right? It it is it is a huge issue, right? So so ones want to park them for the winter or store them for the winter, uh, you know, because they don't want to get the salt on them, mm-hmm. right? You know, you don't want to get all that, so we're going to park it. The challenge is is that. When you come back out to our roads in April, you know, or whenever our spring starts or wherever spring is starting where, mm-hmm. where you're living, and, you know, we get some, uh, some of the rain. Like, if you look at the roads now, you still got the residue from winter there. And yep. that's getting kicked up, right? You're absolutely right. You know, I'm I'm out every week shooting some kind of ep- episode or, or whatever, and I still saw evidence of salt or brine on the roads. And, and you know, we're in the middle of May. Right, you can get that metallic sort of, you know, um, shimmer yeah. <laughs> that, that shouldn't normally be there, but it is. I mean, because as a matter of fact, we, we did have snow just a couple weeks back, and we haven't had a whole lot of rain, so it's still there. And as you've talked before, you know, since they're using brine, which is that much stickier, it stays there for a long time, eh? It, it really does. Like, one of, one of the biggest things we see on uh, the heavy-duty side of things is ones that are operating Class 8 trucks or buses on their transmission casings is that you will see uh, the mixture of this brine and salt rock hard on the transmission casing. Oh, wow. Uh, and and then on all the electrical connections that go to it. So one of the things that, that, that Crown works with is that we consult with these ones as to how to safely remove it without damaging uh, the connections. That It's one of the biggest issues. And so uh, you using a product like our salt eliminator, like cleaning is such an important aspect of it. So whether whether you're you're operating a fleet of vehicles or, or our own vehicles, cleaning is such a big component uh, of doing good maintenance to so, your vehicle. So when a vehicle comes in for a respray or the initial spray, perhaps it's it's relatively new, uh, your guys do look over it underneath and check to see what kind of, the, what the body and the... Absolutely, what it looks like, eh? Yeah, and and a big a big part of our of our spring application involves desalting the chassis before we do it, specifically because of things like the residue from the winter, temperature, humidity, and, and one of the areas uh, you you were showing us a, a picture at yes. the break <laughs> uh, of the of brakes, brakes, yeah. But you know, it's one of the areas that we actually use our cleaner. Like we don't put our rust inhibitor on the braking components. But we do apply our salt eliminator product to it because of the rust jacking that occurs there and the residue that's left on them. It, it's a huge issue. Well, speaking of brakes, I mean, that is one area. Because a lot of times, especially if you're my age, uh, uh, you remember in the olden days, you know, cars would go by and you see the back fenders at the bottom. There'd be nothing there, you know, or maybe a hockey stick hanging out. <laughs> and you're going, there's a bit of a problem. Um, you don't see that much anymore. And, and a lot of people think that, Rust is not something that I have to necessarily deal with. But going back to brakes, as a mechanic, as a guy that has cars come in, yeah, the red light come on, and I thought I'd drive it over, but but now the pedal's going all the way to the floor. Well, it's because there's the brake lines have rusted out. And it's either that or it's fuel lines, especially this time of year. Those parts are still made out of plain old Jane metal that rots, right? Absolutely. 
It, the other the other challenge with you know with our vehicles is that you know we think if we can't see something it's not there and that that is the challenge right and we, and we we try to explain to people a little bit like like electricity like a lot of people don't know how electricity works they know they can flip a switch and there's electricity there we kind of compare it a little bit to to the corrosion inside body panels right, right. like you will see signs. <laughs> Right. That, that it's there. And so, you know, traditionally people wanted to cover it up. If we cover it up, it's not there. Right. But the challenge is, is that when you go into your, your trusted automotive professional to look at something, uh, they will be the ones that see the signs of it. Most people don't get underneath their vehicle and see it. Like you, you gentlemen, uh, you know, crawl through vehicles. You, you understand how it works. But for most people, they don't. The challenge is when you have a vehicle for a few minutes, uh, you know, or for a few years, and then you're thinking, well, how long am I going to keep this? When you get a repair that you need, it's very expensive. You know, so you got to look. You got to look at maintaining it. That's that right. That stuff is good for something. It is. <laughs> it's good for covering up. <laughs> you know, all ladies out there know what cover up is, eh? Ooh, that, that hides many years of stress. Uh, <laughs> and usually it works, but it's usually a beige. It's a beige color. It's not not black like we used to call the bear stuff. You know that they used to put underneath cars. It's a sound deadener as well. Speaking of sound, I hear some music in my ear. We got to get out of here. We'll be back right after these messages. This is Dave's Corner Garage, not the outdoor show or, uh, you know, what are they called? Mutual of Omaha, because we were talking about bear poop before, but not the real bear scat. We were talking about the black stuff that we used to buy in gallon cans, and it worked great for covering up all the damage underneath a rotten old car. Well, that's before my time, Al, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? And, 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 and when, it, when rust protection came out initially... Um, I, I think its first use actually was sound deadening, wasn't it? Uh, absolutely. Uh-huh. Um, f- for for that type of product. Right. If, if you go back, like in, in Canada, mm-hmm. uh, Quebecers really have the longest history of it, is that they were using, uh, you know, used motor oil and that to... Uh, apply onto the chassis of the body. They they actually really understood the value of having something that would creep and penetrate. But then you you came along into the seventies mm-hmm. where uh, and companies like Mercedes would put on uh, a tar based product right. that was black and it, and it was designed to accomplish two things. One was to sound deaden absolutely. Mm-hmm. So it went into the wheel wells on the floor pans and that. Uh, but also it would cover up. You know the metal because a lot of it wasn't painted, you know, at the time. Oh, so would it didn't just been bare? Yeah, it oh, would okay. right. And and so what they would have done, they would have covered it up. What happened with Mercedes and why they got away from that is that people were putting their feet through the floor panels because what happened is so so this was a pretty thick coating that went underneath and and well it's there mm-hmm. it's good but once it breaches and allows moisture underneath it now what happened is that coating that was there for sound deadening and and it wasn't really rust protection right it, it was really an abrasion coating mm-hmm. is that now it held the moisture to the metal and it actually insulated it ach du lieber how come the floor is so <laughs> soft all of a sudden i i feel, I feel like i have bare feet here it's uh, spongy <laughs> Spongy. Shouldn't, shouldn't be spongy like that. Okay, so you got a new product. Yeah. So um, our probably newest product that is probably the most important after our corrosion inhibitor is our salt eliminator cleaner. Mm-hmm. There, there is no question because cleaning your vehicle, like, like 
it, it's like painting something. If, if the surface isn't clean, you can't possibly paint it well. Right. Right. That, that, that is what's, and so, uh, you know, we, we try to educate people how important it is that when you, I mean, through the winter, but when you come out of the winter, regular cleaning of your vehicle, you know, washing, spraying out the wheel wells, that will help you know, to mitigate against it, right? And and that's why we talk about it, that, that what Crown does is not rust-proofing, it's not undercoating, mm. right? It's rust-protect, it's preventative maintenance, right? Uh, and when you do that, coupled with good mechanical maintenance, you're going to extend the life of your vehicle. That 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 really is our premise. So it's it, it's very much, you know, kind of underselling and over-delivering because we want people to understand the importance of looking after your vehicle as a whole don't look after one part of it because <laughs> right you're, you're going to have other issues but if you if you if you're proactive rather than reactive it actually will save you money both both in the short term but especially in the long term all right and 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 because it's maintenance that means it has to be done at a somewhat regular interval absolutely and crown usually suggests to have it done once a year right yeah yeah and yeah. uh as a matter of fact <laughs> that leads us into this yes, one it. there's a contest yes, going on that's right. So we, we have one of our uh, traditionally uh, most successful programs that we run with CAA customers. Mm-hmm. So if you are a CAA customer, you generally come into Crown in the months of May and June. And the reason is, is that we run a promotion for them in the province of Ontario uh, that gives them an opportunity to come into a Crown Centre and receive a minimum of $25 off our application. Uh, and matter of fact, last week, one of the prizes we gave away was 3000 CAA dollars. Oh, wow. Uh, that you could use the grand prize is 10,000 CAA dollars. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, like our customer base are maintenance oriented people. And so we have a very high number of our customers that are CAA members. But what, what's interesting about them too, is that, uh, our business really is built on, like you said, coming back each year, doing the regular maintenance. And traditionally, we have about an 80% respray ratio of people that come back. That's great. Yeah. And and part of it is because like we, we've got a warranty that we're not just saying, well, come back every year. We're doing it because it's tied to, you know, your warranty mm-hmm. of your vehicle as well. Uh, we also want to make sure that if you get in an accident, right, right, and you have to get the vehicle repaired, you come back into a crown shop, we will respray that area that was repaired at no charge for you as long as you could because, and it will maintain your warranty. No more mushy floors. No more mushy floors. Okay. You know, I, spring is good time of year, but not good for the floor of the car. It should not be springy <laughs> and spongy like this. Um, all right. And, and, and people always question, too, is, is I, I guess their thinking is I want to get the car ready for winter. So they always think that the fall is the best time to, to, to rust protect their car. But that's not the case, is it? No, it, it's, it's, but you're absolutely right. Traditionally, it, it's the thought is, and, and, and people believe they're being preventive mm-hmm. as well. And, and and the fact is they're 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 not wrong in the sense that if if you do it annually you will protect the vehicle right uh, what we say to people if you want the best time of year to do it and you're asking us it's the spring and again it's because of being able to clean up the vehicle at the end of winter and assess the damage because corrosion is 70% higher in the spring of the year than it is in the fall of the year. That, mm-hmm. That's why, and it, and it, it all relates to the chemistry of it relates to moisture and humidity and temperature and everything like that. But the fact is, if if you do it once a year, 
you're going to be just fine. Now, now that's not oil changes, though. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> you got to do those way more than, you know, once a year. Yes. You know, like underwear and socks, way more than once a year. That's okay? right. That's a, <laughs> always a good strategy. Oh, well, then you have a mushy-tushy, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Seems to be uh, the, the, the things we're talking about today. Uh, but very, very important that you do have to do that maintenance. And a lot of people, too, then, and, and the, but the, the mentality or what people are doing with their vehicles has changed over a number of years. In the old days, like you, you talked about, those people who are maintenance uh knowledgeable people or people that do maintenance. A lot of people now have gone to leasing cars. Yep. And maybe you can explain why it's still important. So the when you lease a vehicle, you're still responsible for the condition of the vehicle, mm-hmm. even if you're going to be turning it back in. Right. And and that's something that, that people don't always realize. You know, have you purchased you know the, the wear package on it, mm-hmm. right? If you haven't done that, that if you do have corrosion issues, like say you had a hole in the vehicle, yeah. you are responsible for that when you turn it back in, whether it's 36 months or 48 mm-hmm. months you know, on the lease. Now, we also, though, do tell people if, if you're an individual that say you, you live in the city of Toronto and you, know, you lease a vehicle for 24 months and you're going to be flipping it over, mm-hmm. uh, we will absolutely tell you, this is probably not in your best interest to spend the money on doing the rust protection mm-hmm. because you know your your purpose of the vehicle is very different this isn't something that you know that Brian's keeping to pass on to you know a family member but if you intend to buy it out absolutely you should do it because you're investing the money in it exactly Exactly. Now, if if you've got, let's say, you pick up something that's four or five years old and it's got a little bit of corrosion, how do you how do you work with that? Yeah, and that and that's that's a big segment of of our consumers, right? That come in. So there, there's two things we suggest: is that we want to take a look at a vehicle for folks first, because there are times where we get it up on a hoist and may say, look you need a little bit of body work. Mm-hmm. And so we will recommend that they go to a body shop to get, say, uh, a panel repaired. Uh, or if they've got some rust around the wheel well, which is pretty common on certain vehicles, get that repaired first, mm-hmm. then come to us. Because our product won't remove rust. And that that is the challenge for consumers, right? And so, uh, you know, we, we work with our dealer group, uh, <laughs> you know, throughout the year when we train people to help them assess how to manage consumers' expectations. And and it's really about educating consumers on how to maintain their vehicles, right? And and the best way we can do it is to show people. We talk to them on the phone, but I tell you, if I can get somebody's vehicle in front of us and can show it to them, then they tend to understand. And if I can phone up someone like Al and, and say, look, I'm going to send over Brian to you. Here's his vehicle. Here's the situation. Mm-hmm. You know, then give them to an automotive professional who will help them out. That, that, that is such an important part of it, right? And, and the more consumers are educated on maintaining their vehicle, uh, frankly for us, an educated consumer is a much better customer than one who's not. And, and, and stuff happens. <laughs> you may say stuff. What are you talking about? Uh, COVID, for example. Um, your situation changes. I mean, look at what we have right now. Even if somebody wanted to give back their lease car, you can't get another car. So you may be in a situation where you say, you know what, I guess I'm better to buy it. And if that was the case, you would have been way happier had you done some crown treatment to it beforehand. 
Yeah, it's 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 so true because you know things do change. Yeah, people people's economic situation changes. Sure, um, and 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 sometimes too, that's the the important part of assessing things. Like we we get people that have bought. Um, say use pickup trucks up in, in farming communities and what we'll tell them is they'll come in in the spring we'll look at it and the frame's really rusty mm-hmm. and the fact is when we spray a vehicle for the first or even second time if the frame's already rusty is that our product's going to be absorbed into the frame like mm-hmm. a sponge and, and frankly within a week or two it could appear to be dry even though they just had it sprayed mm-hmm. so in, in instances like that you know we'll have the consumer come back in three to six months and we will respray the chassis and say, look, you're going to need this to protect this vehicle, right? But we'll let the consumer know up front. And, and again, we can't tell until we get it up on the hoist as well. But I'll tell you, we've also seen it on new vehicles that have been sitting in lots waiting for chips. Right? <laughs> uh, come in where you start seeing surface rust on the chassis. And that's more common today. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and you know, when people are looking to buy used cars, um, it's, you know, if they see a car and they know that the car's been sprayed, it gives them a lot more confidence right from the get-go. And they're willing to pay more money. So you'll get it back at any rate. All right, this is Dave's Corner Garage. After the break, we're going to be talking to Cliff Fraser. There's got a great car show coming up tomorrow. It's uh, on the roof, uh, up on the roof in Yorkville, eh? That's right. It's going to be a beautiful day. Beautiful day, beautiful cars, maybe some more beautiful people outside. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Before we get in trouble, let's get the heck out of here. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back. You are listening to Dave's Corner Garage. I'm Brian Max. Alan Gelman's in the studio with me. Trevor Hutchison from Crown. And we've got my friend Cliff Fraser from Collecting Cars Canada. Cliff has the best job title ever. His title, <laughs> yes. get this, is Head of Canada. Don't we have a Prime Minister? No, like, no, no. It's, is it's, he like over and above? Yeah, Cl- Cliff runs it all. Oh, perfect. Yes. So <laughs> spring's here, and uh, it's time for car shows, and uh, Cliff has put together a fine car show in Yorkville tomorrow. Cliff, what's going on? Hey, good morning. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm fantastic. Yes, car season has kicked off finally in Ontario, so I'm thankful for that. And we've got um, what I think is the premier event to kick off the our car show season in, in Yorkville tomorrow. And, and looks like the weather is holding up, too. So it's Collecting Cars Coffee Run. That's our kind of our, our global attempt at uh, putting enthusiasts together in a really fun environment to, to talk about our favorite subject, cars. And you've taken over a complete parking garage in uh, in Yorkville, one that has uh, a rooftop. And uh, I joined you last year for your first uh, coffee run, and uh, this one's a little bit different. It sounds like you're going to fill this entire garage with interesting cars. That That is the hope. I'm hoping we fill the garage. I'm hoping we fill the streets. Um, when I checked this morning, I think we had 300 cars registered. So I think it should be a, a very good turnout. And, and if your car is slammed, yes, it will make it into the parking garage for sure. If you've got bags and neon lights, it, it, it will run up the ramps. Not a problem. Yeah, that's a that's a good point. I've taken uh, I've, I've parked several exotic cars in that garage, and and there's no worries about ramps and scraping your uh, carbon fiber splitter there. <laughs> oh, right. so, well, you can put the splitter guards right, Brian. The splitter guards. Yes, yeah, we can t- we can talk about splitter guards another time. <laughs> but uh, nonetheless, uh, collecting cars, I want to talk about because you guys are relatively new in the online specialty car auction business. 
Co- correct. Yes. Yeah. So we launched in the UK back in in uh, 2018 with our first cars going live. I believe it was the summer or or yeah, early summer of 2019. Uh, started by a gentleman named Edward Lovett, and in the UK, you know, it quickly became the market leader for in you know online auction of enthusiast cars, motorcycles, and sort of memorabilia. And then uh, Edward, you know, in his infinite wisdom, has uh, you know plotted this plan to take over the globe so we are you know all across the globe now in 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 australia in germany uh, in the nordics and uae and launched um, most recently in canada to to really become you know what i hope is the place for enthusiasts to gather and you know check our site every morning to see exactly what's live and you know perhaps there's a car in canada that you want but perhaps there's something you know overseas you want to you know, you want to live your 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 dream of driving a Caterham. And, and so we have, you know, those kinds of enthusiast cars all over the globe that you can, you know, shop from the comfort of your pajamas. And that's that's the you know, that's the coolest thing. There are cars everywhere around the world. Uh, we were we were talking with uh, with one of your pals and partners in collecting cars, uh, Chris Harris, the other day. And yes, Chris said that uh, the, the cars that you offer on the on the platform are a little more curated than than some of the other online auction platforms. Yeah, absolutely. We we want to create an environment for people to have comfort in what they're, you know, what they're bidding on because I, I think, you know, the the last stat I checked, something like 90% of the cars that go through our our platform aren't actually um, seen in person. So we, we want to make sure we highlight and, and cover everything that we can, you know, based on the on the seller's description. So you'll see at least 150 photographs of the car every, you know, every angle. It's not not necessarily 100 photos of their ashtray, but, you know, you will get a sense of, you know, the condition of the car. Um, you know, we will upload videos if they're available, paint meter checks, all that, all that stuff. But it's really important to still, you know, obviously do your due diligence because, you know, for many people, it's, uh, well, these days it might be the most expensive purchase in your life because no one can buy homes. Okay, I quit smoking 10 years ago. I, I, I take offense to the ashtray uh, t- that you're talking about, okay? <laughs> I want to know that that car was never smoked in. I, I can tell you, though, I remember you many years, sorry, it's Alan from Glen Allen Motors here, uh, worked at a car dealership where somebody wanted me to assure them that the car had never been smoked in a brand new car i went whoa i can't do that i said stick your nose in does it smell or it doesn't smell yeah, <laughs> brian's laughing he's the away. mr cigar okay uh, yeah. you know I, I i have this idea i need a i need a convertible that will be my mobile cigar lounge i i don't know what it's going to be but maybe a cadillac who knows so cliff how about on the mechanical end of things um are are how are those vetted yeah, so you know we do rely on the seller um, to to give us as much information as possible at the car. We do run a Carfax, and 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 um, you know we make sure that we get as much information as we can from the seller before the car goes live on the site. And you know we do disclose if there are any mechanical deficiencies, if there was any repair, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But you know it's still important for buyers to do their oh. due diligence before they before they bid. So the auctions run for seven days. And for many people, it's quite easy to, you know, through the website, you can, um, you know, you can chat with the seller and, you know, ask to arrange for a pre-purchase inspection or come in physically or have a representative come in physically inspect the car during that auction process. So, you know, the opportunity is there to certainly uh, to check out the car. That was going to be my next question. So uh, because I've, I've run into it where people bought cars online. Uh, we're not vetted at all. <laughs> really, what were you not thinking? Um, so in, in case, let's say, the seller happens to be in Stouffville or, or Niagara Falls, um, how do I make that hookup to go and actually see it? 
Yeah, absolutely. So um, what we what we do on the site is anybody that is um, interested in bidding as a registered bidder, you can make a comment on a particular auction lot. Mm -hmm. And then what we will do is we will put the seller and the bidder in touch with one another to arrange for that inspection. Oh, great. So then they could hook up together somehow. That, that is correct, yes. Oh, because as a mechanical guy and someone who's kind of negative, I think, <laughs> oh, I, yeah. think I, I wouldn't mind taking it for a test. It wasn't slipping when I uh, drove it last. Uh, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Mr. I need three pedals. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, I think tomorrow yes, we're going to see a, a lot of three-pedal cars, aren't we, Cliff? Oh, I, there's, there's not enough three-pedal cars. That, that's true. I, I've got a two-pedal car, so I'm bringing, uh, I'm bringing the latest uh, Toyota Supra. Amazing, and uh, but I think we're going to see some more interesting cars than that. What uh, what do you expect to see tomorrow? Yes, yeah, so I'm hoping there will be uh, one, if not two, Mercedes Benz 300 SL Gull Wings um, on on hand. And, and those are those are million dollar cars now. A, a couple million dollar cars, yeah. And uh, I I just saw someone recently is going to bring their Aventador, and then we've got some. Uh, I think someone's bringing a funky Renault from Europe. So we're going to see, you know, we're not kind of car snobs about it. I, I want to see everything. I want to see your, you know, your clapped out Peugeot that you, you know, that you brought across the, you know, brought across the pond kind of thing um, to those million dollar hypercars. Yeah, absolutely. We want we want to see everything and anything because it's really about, you know, for us, it's about the stories um, that, that people bring with their cars. Why did you buy it? Why does it look the way it does? And website for information. Well, how do they find that? Yeah, collectingcars.com, and on Instagram, we're at collectingcars. We're, we're everywhere. And that's tomorrow morning, 8 o'clock, in Yorkville. In the What's the garage called, Cliff? It's called the Cumberland Parkade. It's right across from the Hazleton Hotel. Perfect. We'll see you there. Thank you so much. See you there. All right. That was super. I'm very excited. I, I, I can't wait. So I'm gonna Make bring, sure to take your phone with get some pictures. Yeah, and, and I'm bringing some cigars. So <laughs> it, I'll be easy to find tomorrow. On the roof. That's right. All right. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We're going to be right, right back in a minute to wrap up this puppy. We'll be right back. All right. I joke about how old I am sometimes. And, uh, I'm, I've been feeling rough around the edges lately with this pinch nerve, but uh, I got to tell you, I, I I know what a car is with vent windows, but what's an Aventador? An Aventador is the uh, the top Lamborghini right now. So it's a V12 powered mid-engine Lamborghini, and like all you know Lamborghinis, it looks like it came from outer space. There's visual drama on uh-huh. the outside. There's you know the sound of it. And it sounds lovely. I've driven a couple of these Aventadors. They're mm-hmm. they're lovely. You can go to my YouTube channel for for those reviews. But they're uh, they're just amazing, almost hyper cars. That it's I don't know seven hundred horsepower or something. Oh wow! And, and the, the Aventador is the car with the doors that go up because Lamborghini has to have those doors that go vertical. The good vents. Uh, well, there's, a, there's, there, there, you know, there's, there's, a, there's a joke, right? That, you know, the, 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 you know, the, 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 in in the car world, it's uh, vent yes uh, door. Oh, okay. So, wait, you know. so it's one per door, I guess. I, I guess. But, you know, there's, there's lots of vents in this car because it's high-performance uh, exotic car, but a uh, cool car. Love, love driving those. Strap, so, so, can I ask Brian a question? What is visual drama on a vehicle? Well, you, you look at a Lamborghini, and it's got all these you know, crazy lines and creases, and, and, and then you get into the detail of it, and what Lamborghini does is that they've got a design feature across all of their cars where they use a lot of hexagons. And you, you can find those all around the car. If you look at Lamborghinis and think about a hexagon, the modern ones, you can find hexagons everywhere all around the car. But, you know, they've got the Lamborghinis that have sharp edges and creases and 
you know, body panels. And and then, of course, it sits so low that it just, it, it looks like a, a razor almost. Amazing. Yeah, but I'd be afraid to drive it, you know? I mean, yeah, they, they drive great. I think you just meant to park on Yorkville and, and have people oogle at no, it. That, that's, that's how they're used in Toronto a lot, that's yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um... But you ever get you get involved in track days? What mm-hmm. if you have a fancy car like that? Do they is do they make time at tracks that you can go take it there? Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot lots of track days and and you know various levels of of service. I you know for somebody new, I'd recommend finding a track day that has professional instructors, mm-hmm. somebody like me, and uh, and you can bring you know any high performance car is these days is suitable to track driving. There's no question. Like you're going to show me how to drive my car. I, I can do that. <laughs> you mean I ain't driving it the right way? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, you're right. And as a matter of fact, and I do have a friend um, who had a, I, I think he got rid of it, but he had one of the Lambos, mm-hmm. and he took it out to, uh, he, he winters in Florida, so he took it to Homestead because they had a oh, yeah, that's Bring a, Your Lambo Day. Yeah, big track. Yeah, and he said it was fun, except that it it, it probably cost about $5,000. And I said, oh, you mean they charge you? He says, no, that was a set of tires. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right, and sometimes brakes. Yeah, you know, um, and the, the, you know the best part about Canadian Tire Motorsport Park, the big track, mm-hmm. even though it's fast and dangerous when you're racing, and you know on that on that knife's edge like we are when we're racing. Right, as a great, it's a it's a great place to learn because it's so fast. You're really not pushing the car's limits, so you're not using a lot of brake. You're not lose using a lot of tire. So it, it's a great place to learn. We, we've got a great resource here in Canadian Tire Motorsport Park. That's for sure. All right, I don't have any exotic cars, but I just bought a brand new car. I want to keep it forever, Trevor. How do I do that? Well, if you want to keep it forever, you gotta you gotta maintain it, mm-hmm. and and it starts right right when you've bought it. Right, getting getting it the rust protection done right when you've bought it is key. Mm-hmm. Right, because some people think, well, I can wait a couple of years and then I'll make a decision. Uh, the challenge is, is if 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 you wait too long, you know, one is corrosion will start immediately. We, right. we were talking, right we were talking get-go. right from the get go. Even vehicles that sit on a lot, mm-hmm. uh, that'll happen. the The other part is, is that. You know, if you put money into it, you want to get a return on it. And and that's where, like in our warranty system, if you get your vehicle treated within one year from the manufacturer's production date or six months from purchase, uh, and you come back every year, you get a lifetime warranty with the vehicle. And And the warranty is very, very clear, too. There's not a lot of, you know, small print and wording in it. Basically, is that the vehicle will be, uh, you know, repaired up to the book value of the vehicle. Right. So so even if you're fifteen years down the you know, down the road and you have an issue and you know, if the, the value of the vehicle at that time is still twenty five thousand dollars and you have a fifteen thousand dollar repair, that's covered. So you know, that that's an that's an important aspect of it. The other part is is the locked in pricing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like I've been with Crown since nineteen ninety three and at that time uh, our pricing was eighty nine ninety five for a vehicle, and so we still have some vehicles that are locked in at eighty nine ninety five. Our current price is one hundred and thirty nine ninety five. We haven't, you know, in in twenty almost thirty years, mm-hmm. our pricing, you know, has gone from eighty nine to one thirty nine. That's that's it. And it, right now, limited time offer. If you're a CAA customer, you get how much off? Minimum twenty five dollars off. And then you can scratch. You can scratch and maybe get a little bit more. And the big prize is what again? Ten thousand CA dollars, which you can use for a, for a trip somewhere. Maybe uh, maybe go over to Italy and see if you can get to drive uh, 
Ferrari yeah. or Lamborghini. Yeah, visit, visit the Ferrari factory or the Lamborghini factory, absolutely. Can can you just walk in off the street, or do you call ahead and they, you can actually get a tour? They they have sort of museums now, so you can you can show up and see that, but uh, you really can't see the factories per se. Uh, okay, yes. and Cliff Fraser, I want to thank him for calling in uh, about the collector car thing tomorrow in Yorkville. Yorkville, I'm going to be there, so stop by and yeah. uh, have a cigar with me. Oh, uh, yeah, you smoke those. Yeah. And you don't care if they have vent windows or they don't. No, that's right. Okay. I mean, I think that's, that's why they were invented, eh? All right, we got to run. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. We'll be back next week for another edition of Dave's Corner Garage. Bye-bye. This has been an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM 740.